0: Jalapa, J-A-L-A-P-A, pronounced Jalapa. It's a region in Nicaragua, and that region developed some very, very worthwhile tobacco used as a wrapper in some cigars that we love here. Uh, From Cavalier, the Black 2, uh, that Torpedo, that's a Jalapa wrapper. The Crowned Heads Mule Kick, limited edition, going back to 2020, that is a Jalapa wrapper. And over at JC Newman to celebrate Oktoberfest, which Fingers Molloy does with later hosen and nothing else. Twelve months out of the year, the Bricktoberfest 2022—a takeoff on the Brickhouse—and so very good. It's eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. So That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Johnny Good News himself, Fingers Malloy. That's it. his name is actually Fingers Molloy. Don't call him Johnny Good News unless he <laughs> unless he wants to be called Johnny. Good news. This right here is the Bricktoberfest. This is a 6 by 52, which means it's six inches long. T. Always makes fingers boy laugh. 52 is the ring gauge. That's the diameter of the cigar or how thick it is around. T. Nicaraguan in the binder and the filler. That jalapa wrapper, which I gotta admit, fingers, it's beautiful. Yeah. It is this, it is this milk to dark chocolate that has just a touch of oil. But such a, almost a fineness to it with just a little bit slick without being silky. It's gorgeous. You want, you want your, the seats in your car, the leather seats, <laughs> to be this color. If they're not going to be that orange, you want them to be like this. Corinthian leather. Fine Corinthian leather <laughs> is what this cigar is wrapped in right here. You may know the Brick House because the Brick House, like, oh, that's a cigar that costs six bucks that's how a lot of people know this sometimes it's seven dollars maybe it's eight it's 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 in that very lower price point for hand-rolled cigars and maybe one of the better golf course cigars out there
1: yeah it's a a cigar that i like to take on trips if i know i'm going to go uh meet a bunch of people uh you you mentioned the name of it it's a tubo the traveler the traveler by brick it's it's a very nice smoke at an affordable price and one that you could travel with because it's in the tube. Uh, you don't have to worry about bringing a travel humidor with you. Uh, this right here, it it feels really good in the hand. It doesn't have that wiffle ball bat sensation that we like to talk about. It's just the right weight. Uh, it is you know we're just in the first third, so it's it it it's it's burning evenly so far. I'll tell you what, right off the bat, that pepper and spice. Hits you and it for me, it, it really lingers on on the palate well after uh, I put the cigar down.
0: Now, there's a wonderful, wonderful bit of, of earth really coating. There's some lovely coffee that hits on this cigar uh, as well. And, and I'm a fan of the brick house and brick house. There's a Connecticut, there's a Maduro, there's a lot of ways that they do that cigar. But for this, for Bricktoberfest, celebrating Oktoberfest, get out the notebook. What did you eat today? What did you drink today? What is the weather? The weirdest thing going on in the Midwest, because where we are in Indianapolis, Indiana, as we record at Blend Bar Cigar, blendbarcigar.com, we had temperatures that were in the 60s mm-hmm. last weekend. Ah, oh, oh mm-hmm. glorious. And then temperatures dropped down into like the minus four billions. Right. But it was, it was like 35, 40 degrees. You're like this. What happened to fall? This sucked. This weekend, scheduled, we may be in it. Some of you may already be in it. 65 degrees. Mm-hmm. Sunny. I have pulled said brisket out of said oh, freezer. Oh
1: nice. I don't
0: have an option.
1: Yeah, you have to do that. I'm going to a college football game. So I'm very excited about that because this is you know you're talking 65, 70 degrees, perfect fall college football weather. Can you
0: smoke a cigar on the stands?
1: No, you can't smoke a cigar on campus, Tony. And the the the, the you know the, the stadium you to is. Do, arrest you? They will. They'll arrest me, throw me out, throw my kid out that goes to the school. It'll be a whole thing. It'll be a mess, and I don't want. I don't want to be controversial, have people angry uh, at me for bringing a, a fine cigar like this brick house uh, to the stadium. I think. I think you should start a row.
0: Start a what? A row. A, a row. A row. Go on. Ah, just, just, just start some stuff.
1: I've never heard of it uh, referred to as a row. I just want you to walk up
0: to a professor and be like. You talking to me? And then go. And then right there.
1: Whip into the crane. Right? Really yes. confuse them. Yes. You should go full karate kid
0: on some unsuspecting professor of French literature. <laughs> should be it. And uh, then would be like, wait a second. Wait a second. You want a cigar? And then it's, and maybe they'll take you up on it. And then you made a friend. You went from mortal enemies to dear sweet friends. That's what cigars can do right there.
1: So it's like a whole Cobra Kai episode in about 30 seconds.
0: So you want that notebook out, what'd you eat that day, what'd you drink that day, what is the weather like, all, all of those things, how that affects you, and then you take your cigar, just eyeball it, first third, second third, final third. What are the flavors, what are the experiences you're getting out of each third? Then what you want to do is try that cigar a couple months later, two months, four months, whatever it may be, write down those notes, and then compare the notes, see if anything connects, that's a through line. The idea, okay, I can pick things, these things up, this kind of cigar and these kinds of tobaccos, Provide me this to my palate. Now, how do I take that and learn from it and try other things that might also excite me and, and, and work for me? Um, some people know that they, they would say, I was calling this like a milk uh, to, to dark chocolate and how it kind of swirls. Some people said it almost has a reddish hue, which the, the, the clay there in the, in the Jalapa region could, could uh, account for that. Maybe my eyes don't work that way. I'm going with the, with the uh, milk dark chocolate Modeling and and how it kind of almost swirls in this one, just beautiful. A reddish hue, a rosy a red, glow. A reddish hue or a rosy glow. <laughs> I knew I knew a rosy glow. <laughs> she worked down on Forty Third Street. There it is. But you're not rosy getting... glow at a hard life. A hard life, I tell you.
1: You're not getting that pepper. You're not getting any spice on on
0: this at all. So we had this conversation last week mm-hmm. where you simply don't know what you're doing. Oh, I, okay. I, I, I don't know what it is. Like, if you ask me to really concentrate, I will tell you uh, uh, top of tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got something. But I really have uh, the, the, the earthiness that has just take, taken hold and taken over. Um, now, I will tell you that as we're doing the show, I just got off a flight, mm-hmm. came back uh, from New York. I, I will share my New York escapades with you. That could absolutely be changing things. It could be that I need some time with the cigar for let the, to let the spice build up because I, fingers, are, are what the people call a man, uh, and I can't be, you know, scared away by some early spice.
1: Oh, I didn't realize I was scared away by it. Maybe, scared away. Maybe I'm being impacted by the fact I had two steak, egg, and cheese bagel sandwiches this morning from McDonald's, and maybe that's what's causing all this spice. Let's go with
0: that. Let's go with that. It is the Bricktoberfest. Brick house from J.C. Newman right there. Fingers boy, is this cigar in your humidor at $10 to $12 a stick? Yes. Yeah, I mine too. I mean, it's, it's, it's Brickhouse. Now, what's interesting is you're going to have to ask yourself, well, wait, am I comparing this to the other Brickhouses in the line? No. You're going to get one or two of these to try with, or by yourself or with a friend. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to make a decision whether or not there's a couple of these that hang out in your humidor. But since the Brick House to us has such a specific purpose in, in that low-cost, high-yield, to be able to do work around the house, whether you're on the golf course, you're not worried if you drop it or if you lose it, uh, it's, this is not the replacement. We're not engaging in that. We're not discussing that.
1: Well, and apparently they only made 1,500 of these, so if you see one, you need to grab them because they're going to be gone fast.
0: Well, there's that. There's the scarcity aspect. Yes. But you know what? I think that's just a ruse to start a row. A row? It's the Brick House, Bricktoberfest from J.C. Newman. We very often discuss supply chain. We discuss inflation. We're discussing the things that are getting discussed in the cigar lounge. Find everything, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Well, it has come to roost, dear people. We knew it was coming. We saw what was happening within the cigar industry. We saw what supply chain was doing. Cellophane to wrap the cigars, the glue to be able to finish off uh, the, the, the wrappers, the lack of rollers as an immigration conversation and people leaving Nicaragua and places like that to try and get to the United States has left a dirt the rollers, according to multiple, multiple manufacturers that we know of. And then, man, the, the, the drop in the... The hammer is Davidoff and everybody else is like, okay, we're following. If if we've been trying to hold down prices, that's over. Davidoff engaging a price increase across the board, across the board of 7.3%. However, depending on where you are, I have seen some of my favorite cigars go up huge. One of them is the Churchill Late Hour. Mm -hmm. I love the Late Hour. It is a constant in my humidor. That is up five bucks a stick. That's the difference between buying the cigar and not.
1: For me,
0: that's the difference between buying...
1: For, for, for those that don't know, what was it before? I mean, you just said one went five bucks a stick. So. so
0: I was, on average, paying $22 to $23 for that stick. I know. I know. I was already paying in a rarefied air. That's how much I like the cigar. For me, I'm in. Now you're at $28? Ah, uh, I can't. Right. I mean, that's one of those things where
1: people may say to themselves, when it's around $20 a stick... Uh, a lot of people are like, oh wow, uh, I don't know if I can do that, but they may live with it if it's a special cigar. You know, it's a little over twenty dollars a stick. Okay, this is a special cigar. This is something that I really enjoy. But now you're getting close to thirty dollars, and that's where I, people are. are you're you're going to start wondering where this whole conversation that we've had previously about. People's discretionary income is being limited because they're paying much more uh, for gas and food We're already and all that there. Stuff. Yeah.
0: We're already there where people, in, in in the amount of money they have in their pocket, they are unbelievably picky. We're yeah. see, when the inflation rate came out, We I don't think we've talked about inflation in the past couple of weeks in terms of the numbers. It was 8.2%. And that's with food and energy. You take those out because they consider those more volatile. Maybe we did discuss this last week and I forget. Uh, it, it was 6.6. So the core inflation rate, the core CPI, consumer price index, was the highest it's been in 40 years. You have to go back to 1982 yeah, to be able to get this number. But they always want to engage this idea, where well, you take out food and energy. You mean how we get from point A to point B and how we eat? Right. I don't think I could take those out. We've seen gas prices going back up on a regular basis all across the country, and food is up fourteen point one percent. Eggs are up—you know, when you when you average it all together, eggs are up thirty three percent. Try try your best to find a steak right now that that you find an affordable number.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing—you know—they keep saying that inflation has gone up, and you mentioned what was 6.6%, the consumer price index, something like that.
0: The, the core. Yeah. The core inflation, core CPI. But
1: doesn't it feel like prices have gone up a heck of a lot more than 6.6%?
0: Well, so don't think of it in that way. And that's where, again, we're getting into the straight manipulation of numbers. This is not even a political conversation. This is how people can utilize numbers to benefit themselves. They'll take a look at that at year over year. Yeah. So year over year means, we. It, so the last month was September. In September of 2021, we were already feeling incredible price increases. So we are 6.6% over that year, but that doesn't mean we aren't already an incredible number over where we were, let's say, three years ago.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So we are a little bit of frog in the water. You know, you turn up the heat and the frog doesn't feel it. The next thing you know, frog soup. hmm which, we are not going to try any drink smoke. That's you want to write that down, yeah. fingers? Maybe we, maybe get a uh, quill.
1: That's, pro- that's on the ban list? Ban yeah. list? Yeah. yeah. No. Yes. Let me know frog soup. Yeah.
0: But that's it. But where we do feel it, of course we feel it. The price of a gallon of milk, the price of butter. How about the shortage on butter? You want to freak out? You want to lose your ever-loving mind? Uh, this is the first I've heard of this. Search for it right now. Shortage of butter.
1: Oh, on my computer.
0: On your I was computer. looking for butter on the table. No, no. no. Okay. Shortage of butter. Which is a terrible name for a band. <laughs> we are, the, the, the The problems that exist are absolutely massive. And this inflationary pressure mixed with some other real world issues on supply chain and other things. If you have the story, share the story.
1: Yeah. Uh, according this- to data from the United States Department of Agriculture, the amount of butter sitting in U.S. storage facilities in August fell 10 percent uh, month over month. However, it was down 22 percent compared to the same time a year ago, and this is right before the holidays.
0: A lot of baking. Yes, Daddy likes cookies. Hold on, got <laughs> fingers in this conversation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I want you to guess. Guess who's Daddy in this conversation? Francis Ford Coppola. That is correct. Francis Ford Coppola. Sophia is part of the show now. <laughs> so you're right. It's six po- it seems higher than 6.6 because it is higher than 6.6. And that's the part that matters. That's why they always want to talk about taking out food and energy. Well, how we fill our tanks and how we feed our kids. You know, and we use that as the expression how you feed yourself, how you feed your, how you, how, you know, your ability to have a good time. Restaurant prices are up 8%. It's, it is frightening, and now it has hit cigars. It has hit cigars in a huge, huge way, and there. This is not the end, because what I started with is exactly what I think is about to happen. So this took place a couple weeks ago for for, for Davidoff uh, when it got announced, but it really you haven't started seeing it until recently. I think that's the starting gun. Well, and you are about to see. Cigar prices jump everywhere.
1: This was one of the main conversations that was going on at the Premium Cigar Association, was it not? When we were talking to people, there was continual uh, concern from people about, okay, how long can this cigar boom last? Because eventually these prices are going to go up and you may see people deciding that they, at the very least, may either buy fewer sticks or they may change their smoking habits completely and find a... a, uh, A cigar that costs a little less. uh, People were talking about uh, a lot about inflation and how it was going to impact the the cigar industry.
0: It's going to impact the cigar industry. I have here a list from Half Wheel of all the groups that are doing a price increase. And this list is not updated because All Saints said they weren't doing a price increase. But I think we've now seen that, yes, even All Saints is going to be doing a price uh, increase if, if you know the name, it's prices going up, including J.C. Newman, the maker of this Bricktoberfest Brickhouse right here. No,
1: we should be grateful. I mean, we had heard about shortages of, uh, of bands, of boxes. Uh, we've been fortunate that we haven't seen a lot of shortages, but unfortunately,
0: the prices are going up. We're going to see the shortages next because now they're going to actually be competing for tobacco. So I just made my way back from New York, where I proceeded to go 0-2 in the Marconis. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the struggle is real. I, I, I have been blackballed or red flagged or whatever it is you do with colors and balls and flags. It has happened. Fingers, as you know, I was nominated for a Marconi Award. What is the Marconi Award, well, Tony? Well, Marconi Award, it's, 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 a, it's a very prestigious award, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes known as Fragile. Oh. And uh, and so the Marconis are the radio Oscars, or the Oscars are the radio Marconis. Oh, nice. And uh, its uh, they break it down in certain categories. So your market size, mm-hmm. right? They have major markets, large market, mid-market, small market. I'm in a large market here in Indianapolis with my shows. Uh, and uh, so I was nominated for host of, of the year. And then my home station, WIBC in Indianapolis, was nominated for Best Large Market Radio Station of, of, of the year. A tremendous honor to be nominated. Nonsense. Nonsense. I, I met a lot of people while I was there in New York at the awards. None of them gave a good holy damn about being nominated. They Do I get some hardware? If not, I'm going to finish this rubber chicken and get out. Although they did have these little like mini cheesecakes. They were delicious. Worth the trip? Oh, yeah. I four. Uh, <laughs> You're not gonna give me an award. I take all your desserts. <laughs> that, that's 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 it. No, I, the 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 idea of being nominated is so strange and so weird because what's what's really the criteria for best in any of this, right? I, I we we feel that that you know we do a brilliant show here with with eat, drink, smoke. Uh, there's a podcast category. You know what? We don't know. We didn't know how to submit it. As a a, as to be potentially nominated, which we'll do next year. Okay, right? But that's it. Do you do it? You know, that's how it works. There's a board, and you submit. So stations are submitting these nominations, and there's a part of me that's like, that's just that's just ugly. But that's how it works. It is how it works. But you and
1: I have both struggled with this over the years, right? We've had conversations about you know you're going the extra mile to promote yourself in ways that make you feel a little.
0: Eh what is so very cool is that the the audience at IBC, WIBC, they they were all over this. They love they're so great. Uh and like like wanted me to win and wanted the station to win. And I admit I, I said, look, if we win, if we win, we're having a party. If we win, we're having a party. Kegger? Having a party. Gonna gonna be done. And uh I said to my, my producer, Allison, I said, what should we serve at the party? And she said, pizza and ice cream cake. Because Allison is a nine-year-old girl. I'm, I noticed she didn't ask me. No. It would have been radically different. So so we were going to have pizza, ice cream cake, bourbon, and cigars. Yeah. Like, that was good. Because that's, that's how I party. That's how we roll. <laughs> that's how we roll. Uh, so get to New York uh, on, a, on a Tuesday a night and uh, ended up at a at a little uh, thing over at the Fox News building because they do a lot of, of radio and a lot of radio service. So it was a pre-party they were having. So it's all right. Oh, they had a sushi bar. Excuse me. You you people talk. I, I was going to it. Brian Kilmeade was chatting and Guy Benson, Jimmy Failure. I saw Dana Perino. Um, and and uh, I was like, hey, guys, uh, sushi. I'll, I'll catch you later. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. How was their so, cheesecake? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, they had Cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> if it was on the sushi table, I have I have absolutely no no oh. idea. Uh, and then and then sat in Times Square uh, with uh, a an Opus X Lost City, nice, and uh, enjoyed a cigar right in the middle of Times Square. No one bothered. It was myself and my my program director David Wood. No one bothered us at all. Not even Elmo. No one. Nice. We were just smoking and chatting. It was a gorgeous fall night, uh, and. Police officer didn't bother us. No one said, why are you smoking that? Nothing. Now, it could be we were a cut in the air. The beautiful cigar smoke was able to cut all the weed smell because, holy crap, fingers.
1: Is it legal in New York City? I, not that, I, I guess not that it matters anymore. But. People
0: have given up on the idea of legal. They, they, no one knows the rules. Yeah. There were cannabis shops. People were smoking weed freaking everywhere. On the street. On the street everywhere it was amazing if Cheech and Chong ever had a fantasy (laughs) this was it can you
1: imagine the idea 25 30 years ago uh you're walking through Times Square and people openly smoking weed in Times Square you never would have thought that would happen
0: um because it, it, was some family, you know. The pre Giuliani days, oh, you could have totally believed that. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, that's true. if we're talking about the David Dinkins days, part of Koch, et cetera, sure. Uh, Post Giuliani, never. Never in a million billion years. Uh, so so that, that was Tuesday night. And then uh, had myself a, uh, a, a a little breakfast and walked around walked down to the Javits Center, ended up at the Poseidon Bakery in Hell's Kitchen. Some, oh. Some fast, fantastic baklava and a little bit of a, like a custard pastry. You know, I'm doing it the way people. I got to eat at one of my all-time favorite spots, which is Tavola, which is an Italian restaurant at the very bottom of, of, of Hell's Kitchen. The wild boar and veal meatballs. Stop. Oh, dear God. As so, they're, they're so, they're just so, they're great they're Fantastic! <laughs> wild boar. Uh,
1: I mean, I would assume, and I'm making this assumption based on uh, uh, really nothing, that wild boar would be kind of lean.
0: Yes, but you mix it with the veal, and you get this glorious, glorious flavor. And I'm not sure if wild boar is is lean, but I, I think I would be with you on that. Absolutely spectacular. Did that. Had had a little bit of the, uh, of, of of the bakery, and then went to the awards. So me, I'm loaded for bear, right? Mm-hmm. I got cigars everywhere. I'm ready to go have a good time. I walk in, and I'm like, God, I don't want to be here at all. <laughs> I'm always that way at one of these uh, things. But Nick Cannon is the host. They're, they're awarding Ryan Seacrest. You know, I, I met D.L. Hughley, who, politically, uh, the, the levels to which D.L. Hughley and I would disagree could be its own podcast. Yeah. Uh, but he's a cigar guy. I gave him a cigar. I, I had on me uh, Davidoff's uh, Colorado Claro, the special R. It's a nice, nice Smoke right there. And so then they start going through the, 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 the nominees and the winners and nominees and the winners, nominees and winners, and there's my category. My name is up there. And they use you know how like you see in the movies, they use like a video clip. Mm-hmm. Well they do video clips of, of radio hosts. It's all the same. They're talking behind the mic and laughing, you know. Here I gotta I gotta film. Give me just ten seconds of you just saying something and, and laugh. Was anybody say
1: anybody use the phrase that pays?
0: No. No. No, no they did not. Oh. Um, I, so the, I look at the video clip they used. I've lost like 45 pounds since that clip. And I'm like, mother, come on. Until the cheesecake. Come, oh, well, we'll get to that. And then uh, they do my category. And not only did I not win, but the people who won, it was like, like a duo, weren't even there. I showed up. <laughs> I put on a suit. My underwear was somewhat clean. Oh. I was ready. They should I, make an attendance check. Before they announced the award, and that's when I started popping cheesecakes. <laughs> but but you know, and I I tweeted everybody I said sorry guys, I didn't win. Uh, if WIBC wins, if my station wins, I'll, I'll I'll throw a party. I'll still have the party, and then uh, they 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 get to it, and a station out of Detroit won. You Michigan, oh people. nothing good out of Michigan. Well, oh, I can't go there. It's, uh, it's my home state. It's your people. Yeah, you are a people. Michigander.
1: That's true.
0: And I was like, all right. All right, we can leave. And so I ended up in one of my favorite cigar spots in the world, which I will not tell you, except that it's rooftop. Oh. On the roof, like twenty stories up. Top golf. Top golf. I went to Top Golf. <laughs> smoking a cigar. And I said, All right, this is what happened. So all in all, a fine, fine experience. Glad I went. It is a it's it's a pleasure to be nominated. But it's clear. That we have to enter Eat, Drink, Smoke, because we are going to destroy the competition. But to do so, it has to be Eat, Drink, Smoke, True Crime Podcast. Oh, okay. Eat, Drink, Smoke, Crime. See, I thought you were going to go with (laughs) Tradio. No. Buy, sell,
1: trade. Right here. Eat, Drink, Smoke. No. Okay. No.
0: That seems to be a thing. True Crime is everything, man. Yeah. It's just not my thing. It's the most popular stuff in the world. It is a mind scramble.
1: It seems like you could get some material out of New York, by the way. (laughs) we are going to do
0: true crime. It is the Brickhouse Bricktoberfest. That is what we're smoking. Keep it here. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Our new book, Let's Go
1: Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com.
0: Pick up a copy today. Calumet Farms. Now, I think I'm pronouncing it right, but I have a history of pronouncing things wrong. I thought it was Calumet. Calumet, not Calumet? We'll call it Calumet then, fingers, Malloy. I mean, the history here is in racing in Kentucky, and that means we're talking about horse racing. But that's not what we focus on here. We focus on bourbon and cigars and this from Calumet Farm. Is their single rack black Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey aged 16 One six. 16 year old bourbon? It is eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Molloy. Say that name five times fast, by the way. Fingers Malloy.
1: no 16 year old single rack black.
0: 16-year-old single rack black, 16-year-old single rack black, 16-year-old single rack black. I'm, I'm done. It's <laughs> terrible radio right there. This is what we're drinking, people, and it comes in at a beautiful 106 proof. Everybody, fingers <coughs> in the A little applause. He applauds anything that's over 100 proof. It's 53% alcohol by volume. There's a 14-year. There's a 15-year. There's a 16-year. What's interesting is we were going to grab the 15-year, and then uh, Brian, who you often hear on the show breaking down stuff for us. He goes, guys, grab the 16. And we're like, yeah, but we've got the 15. He goes, maybe you didn't hear what I said. Grab the 16. And we said, sir, yes, sir. That's exactly what we uh, did here. Um, It's an interesting group. It's an interesting story. It's an interesting history. It's a name where you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that before. I've heard that before. But I I must admit, I I have not had... A one that I can recall, I have not had a one of uh, their their bourbons. I just, it just has not come across my uh, my my radar. Well, the
1: first thing that strikes me about this this bourbon is uh, the bottle is beautiful. Uh, it is the, la- great. the the label is very nice. It, it looks like a, a horse that may be running at Churchill Downs. Uh, and Or somewhere in Kentucky. Yes. That horse could be in Lexington, and you don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe at Calumet Farm, for all I know. But no, there's there's stands in the background, and people watching. It's clearly a horse race. Uh, it, it is definitely something, if you had uh, your, your bourbon on display, you would want that bottle front and center.
0: This is 74% corn, 18% rye, and 8% malted barley. Now, by law, bourbon has to be 51% corn. You can find those laws in our book, Let's Go Bourbon, available at Amazon.com. Let's Go Bourbon at Amazon.com. High corn, middle rye, this should be a sweeter bourbon by, by definition. All right, there are no wheat in that. They, they put the rye in and uh, not a wheat, so we're not expecting it to be overly sweet. A wheated bourbon would be a, a sweeter product. But you, you take a look at this; that is a that is a lovely copper, uh, right there. There are bits of red going on in that. That is a, a dark, dark bourbon. And oh, hello nose. Yeah, for me,
1: I'm getting some citrus, maybe some cherry, and a little bit of oak.
0: That is smoky as hell. You're not getting that?
1: Yeah, I'm getting some of that now. Now that you mention
0: it, yes. Like I'm overwhelmed by it. Not peaty. Don't think of it as a Scotch, right? Uh, that that peat, that moss that comes from the island, that comes from the lowlands uh, areas. It's not that, but it is an actual like the wood fire burning, yeah. Kind kind of kind of lingering. It's very nice. Oh yeah, nice it's on a big nose. oak. You get through the smoke and you get the big oak. See, I, I I believe that was an original lyric from Tupac.
1: I just put my cigar down. So I figured that was what was influencing it.
0: Oh, my. All right. I I think there, uh, and and that undertone, right? Underneath, there's a little bit of citrus. I think that's a very nice pickup fingers. It's wonderful on the nose. And the nose is going to change as you let it breathe, as you let it open up. We had a chance to speak to Elizabeth McCall, who is the assistant master distiller over at Woodford. And we'll share that interview with you in, in the weeks ahead. But you discussed the fact that you really do have to let a bourbon open up because at first you're 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 exposing that that it to air and, and that 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 ethanol is going to bounce all around those 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 chemical reactions are going to happen and that's you're going to get a lot of that. You let it sit for a little bit, you let it open up for a little bit, you let it breathe for a little bit, and then you'll start really hitting where some of those flavors are. So oak smoke and citrus, I think, are are three ways to put this. Now fingers away, it's 106 proof. Are you ready for this,
1: Tony? I've been ready for this all
0: day. We do it neat, as we are known to do, and then decide to bring it to ice chips or a cube. Fingers Malloy is doing the Kentucky chew, moving it around the palate, getting a feel for it. Fingers Malloy, oh, he has finally, finally gone for ingestion. Oh, wow,
1: that's very nice. There's a little bit of, of uh, like a baking spice. Uh, that cherry is there. That oak and that smoke that you were referring to. That is there as well. Uh, no real the, the 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 sting on the tongue is very light. There is a little gentle warmth in the chest. Oh, it's very nice, Tony. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see what you think because there the, that oak is there, but it's it's not. Uh, you 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 gravitate more to an oaky bourbon. I don't know if you're going to get that on this. It it is sweet, but it's very enjoyable.
0: All right, here I go. Here I go. This is. The 16-year-old single-racked black from Calumet Farm, calumetbourbon.com. Uh, here, to, to you, Fingers boy. Mm-hmm. to you and to yours and to those who know you. To me, uh, to mine, and the people who know me. He's going
1: in, ladies and gentlemen. He is doing the Memphis Munch. <laughs> he, he, he pretended to do a spit take just for my entertainment.
0: Huh tingling on the lips a little sting on the middle tongue no burn going down at, at all Ooh, a little warmth in the mm-hmm. in the in the lower chest but not a, not a burn going down hold on a second oh, go back in
1: he's going in for seconds ladies and gentlemen. he doesn't do this very often but it doesn't play at over 100 proof i don't believe i mean what? it is
0: 106 but you're saying it's not hitting like no, it's over 100 no i think it is uh, just really? a touch but man there's a lot of flavor present a lot of um dark fruit there's a lot of dark fruit in there is that cherry is that plum that is rich that's like a rich it stays there right the tongue is not the tongue is not coated the tongue is saturated i think there's a difference between those two sensations for me,
1: it's the roof of the mouth. It kind of it coated a little
0: bit. Really? And
1: it's staying, yeah.
0: See? No, no. I'm just tongue. Oh, and it's it's still warming up the chest. Oh, that is sweet. You are not wrong about that, man. Fingers, you are su- not. Too sweet for you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is it too? No. But I, But I know I have to put it to a cube. Mm. I'm a little bit afraid. Fingers, that's pretty delicious. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very nice. The the, the, the the finish is is a little drier than I thought it would be. Um, like I, I almost thought it would be a little more uh sensual. But dear God Ain't that a ain't that a kick? I'm thinking 106 wh- proof, the sixteen year single rack black from Calumet Farm. Now, the only question left is, is it in our liquor cabinet, Fingers Malloy. We'll get to that and whether the price is worth the juice coming up. Keep it right here. Well, Fingers Malloy, Halloween is starting to come upon us. And what that means, and you guys know it as well, it means that everybody everywhere is going to be dressed like a It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is the applauding Fingers Malloy. Um, tell t- Show me where I lied And I'll apologize Until then, you know I'm right I know I'm right, my mima knows I'm right wh- I'm right Everybody is dressed like a <laughs> Now what we didn't figure out Fingers is whether or not we can get clearance To say the word No, what I'm saying Is that I do not know If that is the proper nomenclature
1: Nomenclature?
0: Right, wow Right? Maybe I could have just said. <laughs> See, no applause. You don't applaud. How about harlot, trollop, hussy? The problem is, is that all of those we say only the women dress this this way, right? And so therefore, it's a disparaging thing. So I want to apologize for all the times fingers below I said. Honestly, I think it might be funnier if we bleep those all out. Okay, and then people will have to figure it out. We'll do that. That's going to ha- we'll fix it in post. <laughs> right there. Seriously, I could see us getting in trouble. I could see us getting in trouble for doing something that's like totally benign and totally funny, and everybody knows it's true. And 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 just stations being like, guys, come on. No,
1: it, w- the way it'll sound in post is they dress
0: like a. <laughs> boop. That's not,
1: that's that's what it'll that's what it'll <laughs> sound like. <laughs>
0: I can't wait to hear it. Uh, this is a list because, you know, it's not an eat, drink, smoke episode unless we have a list 30 sexy, funny, and scary ideas for couples. The scariest idea is when a couple dresses in costumes together. <sighs> couples' costumes are almost as bad as gender reveal parties.
1: Uh, to me, it's rank it, them, everybody. Uh, throw in shared Facebook accounts with that. Wait, people still do that? Yeah, if you have a shared Facebook account and a themed Halloween costume, a party, little thing going on there, you're saying that that's wrong. You're not a big fan. You don't like that. It's not your. The kids say it's not your jam.
0: You know, like if you go as peanut butter and jam, we're a couple. We're peanut butter and jam. First, it's jelly. You've divorced <laughs> in <it> a week. <laughs> Secondly, um, yeah, I find that stuff very often well
1: you're gonna love uh the number one costume on the list then
0: oh god (laughs) all right guys i gotta do this funny we had to bleep out (laughs) (laughs) but uh but this is okay the number one costume is spaghetti and meatballs and, and and guess who has the meatballs and guess where they're located Oh my God, We're
1: really painting a picture. Uh, th- if, I, this episode right here uh, th- th- I smell Marconi Tony,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> this is how we're gonna do it. This is how we get our Marconi award. Uh, now by the way, uh, she is uh, she as actual spaghetti, she didn't go as any other kind of pasta. Um, uh, if, if I if I was somebody who had costume parties and and I opened the door and I saw this couple there, <laughs> I would just shut the door. <laughs> I would shut the door, turn out the lights, and set the house on fire. <laughs> I'm not staying for the guy with the meatballs in a strategic location, which you also may have to edit out.
1: And I'm guessing a bottle of fireball would be part of the costume too.
0: Oh, this is this is just just wrong. Then there's the loofah and soap <laughs> costume set. The the man is the soap, the woman is the loofah. Now we get into the full on creepy. The Squid Game guard and player four five six costume, dude. Squid Game is all about how many people you can kill. Who? Well, it's not a cop?
1: Well, of course it is. I mean, over the years you saw people dressed as like Freddy Krueger and uh, you know Jason from the the Halloween uh, you know themed uh, horror movies. I could see this. Is it any different?
0: Number five on this list.
1: <laughs> it it's different.
0: Is Curious George? And, uh, and, and the guy who, like, owns him. Okay? So she's dressed like a monkey, and he's dressed in all yellow with the hat. Please don't come to my party. There's no good that can come from this. Have you ever dressed up for a Halloween party? Yes. When I was in college, I went as a kinky nun. Yeah. <laughs> That's an absolutely true story. Yeah, uh, that that I did do that. Uh, I, how I found the habit, my size, no one knows. Um, and, and and to this day, I'm like, yeah, that was not as funny as I thought it was in my head, and that's the problem. In your head, you're like, oh, that's hilarious. Look at me, I'm being so rebellious. You're just being a jerk, and it's stupid. It's just, it just, it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Wasn't necessary, so so I never I never did it again.
1: I, I went one year as uh, Daisy Duke.
0: Stop. Everyone, everyone, just stop what you're doing. I don't care where you are. Sit down. Sit down by the fire. As we take a stroll through Fingers Memory Lane and ask, oh, Fingers. Yes. How did this costume come about?
1: Uh... So here, I thought it would be funny. Just some
0: good old boys.
1: I thought it'd be funny uh, to
0: never mean no harm. To
1: revisit uh, the Dukes of Hazard in a way.
0: Been um, in trouble with the law since the day they were born. It
1: was a 1994 version of Daisy Duke.
0: Making their way.
1: Daisy Duke let herself go and had a beer gut. Uh, so I had the, the Daisy Duke shorts on with the her,
0: only way they know how. With
1: nylons on. Uh, I had to find a bra that would fit a six-foot-three. That's just a
0: little bit more than the law allows.
1: 240-pound man uh, put some grapefruits in there uh, and had the wig. And I got to tell you, we went uh, to a house party. We went to the bar afterwards, and the amount of people who thought it was just cool to to pinch my my butt, it was was disturbing, and I found the whole thing distasteful, and I, I never did that again.
0: Did you immediately send a letter of apology and understanding to Catherine Bach? If I could find her, I would have. That's a disturbing costume. And you know, there's only one way to prove this. Pictures posted to the Eat, Drink, Smoke show website or it didn't happen. Fingers below There may be a picture.
1: <laughs> there may be a picture. I don't know if it's going We've to make painted it. painted one. It's, I don't know if it's going to make it to the internet, though. Basically painted a
0: Picasso right there. <laughs> People were better off after seeing it. That's all I'm saying. So we both have regrettable costume stories in our lives. That's true. But not not as bad as the spaghetti and meatballs, people. Not as bad as this. Um, Number eight is the deer and hunter costume. That's not bad. Oh, is that right? You're going to glorify hunting. And she's dressed up as the deer. So now you're glorifying hunting women. Good job, Fingers. Good job. You see, that's the other part of it. No costume is just a costume. Every costume is a commentary on man's humanity against man or the patriarchy.
1: Remember a simpler time, Tony, when people just dressed up in costumes see, and nobody here, analyzed?
0: Here's the problem, Fingers. Huh? I don't. You don't I remember don't remember the simpler time. People long for it. I'm like, when was it? When did I miss it? I blinked, and we're in the insanity, and there's no way out. Oh, they, I mean, theres it's got to end. I, I actually have a whole theory about that. I should get into that a, another time. We've got news of the week. Find everything at e It's all coming up. Fingers Malloy, I must tell you that you have given me a moment of pause. Oh? That you, as America's happy hour man, you, as Johnny Goodnews, feel that you have been delivering to Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation not enough good news, and you basically <laughs> attempted to boycott News of the Week, Fingers Malloy. We can't have that. Let's try it again, but this time with feeling. With feeling? With feeling. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for round two of News of the Week.
1: Tony, San Francisco officials are meeting. You know what? Forget it.
0: We're not going to do it. <laughs> I mean if you're gonna lead with San Francisco, everything's it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. Go for it. Go for it there, Johnny. Good news. They're going
1: to spend $1.7 million to build a single public toilet.
0: Hold on. Did I mention that I'm in the plumbing business in San Francisco? <laughs> S- uh, say again.
1: San Francisco, I've been there, is going to spend 1.7 million to build a single public toilet. City leaders are slated to gather uh, uh, to officially announce the $1.7 million state budget win to build a toilet there. The proposed facility will include just one toilet in a uh, 150-foot space. Just 150-foot space, let's say square foot. It should
0: be square foot. Yeah, Uh,
1: according to a new report from the San Francisco Chronicle.
0: So, 150 square feet uh, is 10 by 15. Yes, it's a 10 by 15 room. Just for will there be a sink? We can is it an heart
1: installation. We can only hope. And there, the word is on the street. There will be hot and cold water on the sink. So it's wait. So right, you don't know if there's going to be a sink. There is no information here as to whether there will be a sink. There will be a toilet, which is weird. Because is the whole thing called San Francisco's future? <laughs> I mean, we've done the story where many people in San Francisco treat the town as a toilet. And there's an app for you to maneuver around the places where people treat the
0: sidewalk I mean, as a toilet. We laugh about it, but it's an absolutely horrific story what's going on there. And a lot of big cities across the country, which is weird because you asked me, Fingers, because I was just in New York. Mm-hmm. And you asked me what I thought. I said, look, aside from the pot smell being everywhere... I thought it was fine. A little time in Times Square just because of, uh, of some things I had to do. Uh, a lot of time in Hell's Kitchen, which is one of my favorite spots. Which is a grittier part of. New
1: yeah, York. I guess
0: so. But what I love about Hell's Kitchen is that you can walk, whether it's not, I spend most of my time on Ninth. Um, so many places to eat, so many places to try something, so much cool activity happening and people watching to do. That it, it to me, it's 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 so wonderfully visually appealing, mm-hmm. uh, and and it is a little bit more of the old New York you could say, as opposed to some of the of the construction which is going on everywhere. For all the talk about the problems in New York, the billions of dollars that are being spent. To build in New York is insane. It is unbelievable. You got to wonder what kind of interest rates these guys are running now when you see the rise in interest rates as it's happening and how much more things are costing. And how much they're spending on toilets. But I felt fine. Like, I, I, I did. I felt safe. I was unworried. Unworried. But these cities are having issues. And just because I felt fine doesn't mean that there weren't things going on. That's how do you get to this moment? Is this a, this is really a government paid project? And yeah, it, it's it's state funded. Uh,
1: like I said, one point seven million dollars state budget win. So, I, I mean, there is talk. Some city officials are saying, "Well, that's just a rough plan." I think anyone knows who pays attention to this stuff when uh, they say that they get a you know uh, allotment of money for say it's one point seven million, but we may not spend it all. They're
0: they're going to spend spend it all. All. (laughs) They're going to spend it all. Of course they are. You know what? It's my fault. I'm the guy who said to do round two of News of the Week. (laughs) And you have certainly delivered on some crappy news. Well, oh, I see what you did there. See what I did there? See what I did? Well, let's
1: shift to football, Tony. That was shift. Shift. Amazon Prime, as you know, Tony. But hey, how are the Lions doing? Amazon Prime, as you know. Are they better
0: or worse than the Green Bay Packers?
1: Amazon Prime, as you know, Tony, took over Thursday night football. They announced next year they will stream the first ever NFL game on Black Friday. So you have the traditional three games on Thanksgiving. We'll have an NFL game now on Friday after Thanksgiving.
0: Okay, fingers below. Yay or nay. Oh, it's a brilliant move for
1: Amazon. I can see it now. Patrick Mahomes tackled on the 35-yard line. Speaking of 35, you can save 35% right now on a chafing dish over at Amazon.com.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Can you see it?
0: Oh, my God. Yes. All of a sudden, Minority Report has come to life. Oh, that's. Like, should I be impressed or should I be very, very creeped out?
1: I mean, you talk about the ultimate product placement. This is going to happen. It, it, Black Friday, Amazon producing a broadcast, a football broadcast. You're telling me they're not going to have all
0: these weird things. Will during we be the broadcast? able to superimpose an Izod shirt onto Mahomes? <laughs> Get the shirt that Patrick's wearing right now. <coughs> Just click with your remote. Oh, the possibilities
1: are endless. But how do you feel about football on the Friday? Do you even care? Uh, to me, that you know, growing up in Michigan, that was a day for high school football. They did the the high school state championships. Was Michigan on Friday a big Friday
0: night lights kind of place? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and Jersey I, wasn't. I mean, we had the games, but it wasn't instant. It wasn't it, what what you see that the, the Texas stories certainly what we see here in Indiana. Yeah, but I guess what you saw in Michigan. I just didn't grow up with that.
1: Yeah, um, to me that was more high school football. And of course you have some college games on on Friday as well. But man, the NFL is is, is just going to take this over. I whether it's going to be a night game or a day game, I don't think they've announced it yet. And of course, because the NFL schedule doesn't come out until April next year, we won't know who will be playing in that game. But. Uh, this this is some this is some marketing genius on the part of
0: Amazon. I mean, it's it, it, it's perfect that it is. I don't. Maybe, maybe I'll think of it differently next week. But right now, I'm with you. Next story: Netflix
1: will begin charging extra user fees early next year.
0: Like if you have somebody sharing your account,
1: yeah. Which I never knew that that was a thing that they used to encourage, uh, but now they're realizing that uh, all, all the money they're losing, uh, so they're going to start cracking down. On password sharing, uh,
0: so uh, it, my mother-in-law shares our Netflix account, and now I'm sorry she's never gonna have Netflix again because I'm not paying for her stuff. <laughs> I'm not. No. I'm not. T- I'm not doing ne- that's. I'm gonna have to do that, aren't I? Yep. I'm gonna have to now. Netflix
1: has not announced pricing for the punitive charges yet, but it's looking like it should be around uh, three to four dollars for the extra person on the account.
0: A month. Yes. By the way, since every every price is going up, what do you what do you expect? You can't even be shocked. I like. Didn't they just change the tiers and now they're with the ad supported plans and everything else? Yeah, uh,
1: they announced a less expensive ad supported tier that will cost seven dollars a month when it launches on November third. So they're going to have the tiers. They're going to uh, create tiers because they're going to charge people who password share. It's the whole thing over at Netflix. Wow.
0: The things I do for my mother-in-law. Honestly, I'm the greatest son-in-law ever. Shalalala. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, we are drinking the Calumet 16-year single rack black Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Um, it's just super. It's just super, and even on this cube. Excuse me, fingers. Oh, he's going in for fifths. Yeah, I should take it off the cube right now. It's there just delicious delicious in the smoky the oaky and in that dark fruit and we've got it paired with from brick house jc newman the Bricktoberfest, that nicaraguan jalapa raffer which has got that nice little subtle coffee note going on there with that spice this is just working this pair is working just fine oh uh, we will have all your halloween candy picks next week and fingers is going to try it all and then we're going to see if uh we're gonna see what comes out of what ends. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's
1: eat drink smoke. Follow eat drink smoke on social media. On Twitter at go eat drink smoke. On Facebook, Facebook.com slash eat drink smoke. And Instagram at EatDrinkSmokePodcast. Smoke